Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Well, you guys seen me at the uh, at the event. I put a lip in. <laughs> All right, let's get this going. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. Hi, I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We got Chris. What's going on? And Nick on the show. Hello. I flew a helicopter. Ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you did a great job, too, by the way. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 30, Freefall RC Helifest Recap. So how's everyone's week been? Good. Crazy. Yeah, busy, crazy. Busy. Oh, yeah. Hopefully uh, folks got some flying in. Nope. Oh, boy. I'm slacking, man. Yep. Dude, the only flight I got was that, what was it, three or four batteries on your heli? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I think three. Yeah, it was three packs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Let me start because I never start. Steve, why don't you yes, start? please. <laughs> sure, cool. All right, so, uh, yeah, I flew on Sunday uh, with the club. You know, Kevin was there. A bunch of folks were there. Um, had a great time flying helis like usual. But I did miss how awesome it was to fly at the HeliFest. Main reason is that, you know, it was all helicopters. So three, four-minute flight tops. You know, you're able to queue up and go fly. But, you know, we had a lot of uh, airplane pilots there. And it was a bit of waiting. They had some, uh, what was the competition, Kevin? It was like uh It wasn't, I don't know if bomb it was. Bomb drop? Yeah, they had bomb drop and then parachute drop. And they put a target out in the middle and, you know, whoever yeah. comes closest to it. So it's it's that, pretty cool to watch. Yeah, it was cool to watch. But that went to like almost one. So, was, you know, kind of had to wait till one to really start putting some flights in. But it was cool, you know. I uh, I had a good time. I did uh, crash one of my helis. Dum dum dum. Uh, <laughs> the Oxy Three Cube. Dum dum thumb. Dum dum thumb. <laughs> dumb Steve. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know what really happened. All I know is I was flying. I think I was just doing like some bunny hops, and then I started pirouetting. And next thing I knew, the heli was probably around four hundred yards away. Out in the like two o'clock from the flight line, just distance away, and I thought I was tail in, but I guess I was nosing and couldn't really tell. Uh, I hit throttle hold, but I don't know. The, it came down so hard that I, you know, I, I broke quite a bit of stuff. Um, nothing crazy though. I mean, all my electronics actually not. Let me rephrase that. Not all my electronics survived. Uh, one of my servos, the gears were gone. But all three blades, one spindle on the cube head, the three-bladed head. But the tail boom, the landing gears, the frame, canopy got bashed up. But everything else was kind of, you know, it was, it was a quick repair. Link's servo arm, I think, broke. But I had that fixed uh, that night, so, you know, it wasn't that bad of a deal. Um, I got to remember which helis have rescue on. Because not all my helis have it, so... Sometimes I forget which hell he's having. And I had rescue on this, so I could have just hit that like three times and, you know, just kind of play around for orientation until I got my orientation back. And then I would have, uh, you know, not had this crash. But, eh, it's all good. Flying and crashing is kind of part of the game. I needed some exercise, dude, so I was happy to go search. Yeah. And it took us a while to find that, man. 
I know. I, I you know, it's. I, you would think that'd be easy to see the the canopy or a blade or a boom sticking out of the ground, but yeah. And it's not like we had tall weeds either. At the most, maybe six inches a foot. You know. Yeah. So, but yeah, we did find it, and it was surprisingly in one piece, except for one blade that went shooting. <laughs> yeah, didn't find that. Yeah, well, we didn't find two halves of one, of of two blades. And and then the one half you found uh, the longer piece. Uh, yeah, that's how I knew I was getting close when I found the blade. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right, it's got to be around here somewhere. Right, right. But besides that, um, that's kind of been my week in the RC. How about you, Kev? What you been up to? I've been busy, very full tilt busy on this freaking project for Flight Fest. I can't wait because <laughs> it's it's like I can't wait because it's almost over, and I can't wait because it's almost finished. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, dude, it's just been like, I don't think I'm going to do this again. <laughs> yeah. Like I watch these, lot. I watch those car shows all the time and they always have the same scenario. Like they got to get a car done in two weeks or whatever it is, eight weeks. And they're always rushing at the last minute. And I'm always like, how can you guys be rushing at the last minute? But here I am four months later and I'm rushing at the last minute, but I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of rushing, but I'm kind of putting like a lot of time in. It just came up a lot faster than I thought. And, of course, you know, like, there's always something more you can do. So I'm, like, I'm going to have it together, and I'm going to have it in just raw, like, flight test foam, the waterproof foam, mm-hmm. which is cool because they just want to want to show that off anyway. So I was like, you know, it'll just work out, and then maybe I'll paint it up and do the little doodads, like, maybe after. Who knows? I might. Depending on whether it flies or not, <laughs> I might never look at it again. I don't know. I really like this plane, though, so I, I probably will fly it. If it flies anything like the small one, dude, I'm going to be bringing it to the field a lot. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I flew on Sunday, and I searched for your helicopter, and then I raced um, a quad with oh, my right. Figgin. <laughs> I uh-huh. raced from Rich. He wanted to race his, his quad. I mean, I, we were just talking, and he was like, yeah, let's race. And I was like, all right, I'll race. And the only thing I had, like, that was quick was i think the vegan yeah i had the ft explorer and that's not going to win a race dude you can't win a drag race in an ft explorer that's a psa for this episode. unless you're racing another ft explorer unless you're <laughs> unless you're racing a hot air balloon yeah but or uh, the slow poker the whole foggy oh foggy that's it yeah <laughs> but yeah we lined up and he started from the end of the runway on the runway and it was funny cuz i was busting his chops so i was like well, we got to do it line of sight, right? And he's like, I'm not doing it line of sight. Come on, man. It's a quad. I got to do it FPV. And I'm like, all right. So <laughs> you counted us down. I kind of came around slow with the Vigan and punched it. And then he took off. I mean, he's like a bolt of lightning with that thing. Yeah. And he got to the end of the runway. We were racing to the end of the runway or to, to the tree line. Mm-hmm. And I heard him go, I think he was he was going, oh, crap, oh, crap. And I thought I beat him. I thought I was like, oh, is he seeing my Vigan? And he, <laughs> and so, but no, he lost signal, and he, he took it down like over the trees and into the one open like field that's over the trees. And I went over there to help him find it, man, and it was like waist-high grass over there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, man, how are we going to find it? So we did the whole police you know, thing. We got like five feet apart, and we started walking. And every now and then he would he – would, um, give it a little throttle and it was cool that the battery stayed in and everything so it didn't nearly take us as long as it took to find your helicopter man yeah it's not pretty quick but that was that was pretty cool i i'm like mike the vegan isn't that fast so i was like he's gonna kill me anyways you know 
But in my book, you won because he lost radio signal. He <laughs> never landed. He never came back. That's it was what gone. So yeah, that's what uh, his buddy Tim said. He was like, "You won, dude." Yeah, I was like, "All right, I'll take it." <laughs> but yeah, the, the explorer I brought back to the field. I don't know really why. I just was like, you know, "I'll bring that back and I'll just see if I can mess around with that a little bit." I wanted to change the prop on that, so I changed that up to a nine six, and that flew so much better. And I'm using a 3003S pack on that. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the FT Explorer, but it has that nose part that comes off. Well, when I CG'd it back further, like almost had the the battery back to where that brake is, where the nose comes off. Okay. It was really cool. It was, I could shut that motor off and just take my hands off, and it was just like flying around on its own. It was really gliding nice with the CG back a little bit. Okay. So it was a good change. It was good good uh you know prop up upgrade to that and uh to mess with that i'm i'm, I'm probably going to bring it to flight fest throw the mobius on it get some footage i'm not going to do any uh fpv out there but it should be cool just to yeah. get some get some video i have to remember to throw that somewhere my mobius yeah nice but yeah i, I flew the vigan around and uh i had a show note that it's always an attention getter, and I thought of that guy last year at Flight Fest when I was like, I yelled out low pass. I think you or Jeff was videoing. Mm-hmm. You remember that guy? And he was on the runway, and I came screaming up the runway like low pass with the Vigan, and I saw him, and I pulled up a little bit, and he gave me the like, dude, what the hell? Right. Like, look, and and we we had a couple laughs at that. It was pretty funny. <laughs> but as far as helis go, man, I flew the the Oxy three plus a um, bunch of times. I flew the the 380, the Goblin 380, and the 570. And, Chris, that 570, man, is becoming so comfortable. Like, even after a couple flights, like, I think I only flew it, like, three times. Um, right. But uh, I loved it, man. Really comfortable She's set, she's set up all nice, right? Yeah, really, really comfortable flying that, man. I might mess around with the tail gains, but that's all, all I usually mess around with. You know, once I start getting quicker and quicker with it, it might need a little drop yeah. in the tail gain. You need to drop a couple points already because when you're doing a fast forward flight, right, you hit right. a little whoa, 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 you know, wag. Yeah. I'm, I'm digging. Like, I'm not intimidated by it at all. I'm really having a good time with it. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. So what have you guys been up to, Chris? <sighs> Crazy work week but short. Um, after HeliFest, which was Saturday, um, the family and I took off. We had Sunday and we took off Monday for Sesame Place in PA, which was amazing. Awesome time. Anybody out there with kids? Highly recommend it. We had a blast. Uh-huh. Um, nice. We decided not to get a hotel room on Monday night after being at the park for seven, eight hours. We decided to drive home. I think, we, I think we got in the car. It had to be like 637. Between construction and weather, we didn't roll in the driveway here until 130. And it got so bad. Normally, my wife drives because she gets car sick. It got so bad that the last two hours, we were by Binghamton. And she goes, we need to get a hotel. I'm like, we're not getting a hotel two hours from home. So... I'm not a coffee drinker. I stopped at a rest stop, got a black coffee, humped it out the last two hours, and we made it home around 1.30. Because of, because of our plans, drive home so late, we took um, Tuesday off just to recover. So Tuesday was just a family day, do the laundry, recover, went back to work on Wednesday, you know, fast and furious, you know, Wednesday through Friday. And even with a crazy work week and trying to recover from the weekend, between Wednesday and then Fourth of July yesterday, I still got it was a good flying week. I got ten flight flights on the Velocity, I got two flights on the Logo 480, and I got two flights on the Logo 690. So all in all, it's been one hell of a week coming back from flight uh, flight fast, heli fast. 
Nice. <laughs> nice. So that's, that's my week in a nutshell. Fast and furious with some flying. Awesome. My week's just been work, school, working on a couple of my smaller FT planes for Flight Fest. I've pretty much given up on the Monster Spitfire. I'm so far behind on it. No. Yeah. it's. I still have electronics just sitting on my desk. There's no tail on it, no wing built, no nothing. So. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I, I have. I still have just a wooden spar with dude, no wing. Dude, you so. can fly my monster Mustang. I'll bring okay. it. I'll bring the two hundred percent Mustang, dude. You can fly that. Oh, uh, that thing's How like- are you going to get, <laughs> Kevin? Kevin, how are you getting everything there? Uh, RV in the RV. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The, those planes aren't fitting in a Jeep uh, Wrangler. Not both of them. Not both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the 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 Mustang yeah, though, you- dude, is like a freaking big cloud. Uh-huh. Like an RC cloud, you just just puts along. <laughs> it's cool. I'll, I'll warn you what I warned Steve. If you're going to hand me the controller, be aware that it might not come back. That's all right. In one piece. In one piece, which surprisingly, between me and Chris, that helicopter flew amazing. Yeah. I told, I told Steve we had nothing to worry about. We'll talk about that. That's that <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I got into a couple of close calls, and you just were like, nope, I'm not taking it. Fix it yourself. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. When, when, I, when I'm training guys, especially if they're my machines, even knowing they're my babies, I will not – I give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm not touching that, that, that trainer switch unless I know it's going in. And at no point did I feel you were going in. So yeah, that was all you, buddy. I, I, I took off and landed. That's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Steve, maybe we should go right into it and tell everybody what we're talking about. Yeah, so uh, let's go right to the episode, the main topic, HeliFest. So well, let's just start off with like setup thoughts. You know, what what did we think when we got there and started setting up for this? Um, my main thing is there really wasn't that much setup. You know, no. I feel like, no. yeah, I feel like all, a lot of the prep work was done. We had to set up our pop up and and a PA system, but I mean, hang the banners. Yeah. Please. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, well, well it, helped really that, it, it helped that Nick got there at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was greeted by a fox. It was quite nice. Nice, <laughs> the club fox, the one that uh, leaves the bones everywhere. <laughs> it must be, <laughs> and digs the holes. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, besides banners, uh, Mike went out to go. Um, our club president went out to go put the the sign in the entrance. And then he set up the uh, registration table and got all the swag kind of set up. But for us, it was uh, – what did we do? We did the pilot stations, right? We got those set up. Yeah, we, I drilled them out, got them set up. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to drive stakes through them, so that's why I had to drill them out. But, yeah, and then when I set up our uh, our easy up – or we set up the easy up yeah. and uh, put a couple tables up, tr- kind of laid the whole PA thing out that you borrowed. And it was pretty much it. I mean yeah, we banged that out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that much. And then I think, like, right off the bat, I was like, let me get a flight in <laughs> before, yeah. you know, too many people show up and, you know, we're busy. But, I, yeah. I think the uh, the item that took us the longest was probably that PA system trying to find out what inputs uh, were working and what wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that PA system was uh, terrible, actually. <laughs> I mean, it was great. We had something. Yeah. And I guess something is better than nothing, but... I mean, it was a, I think, an eight to twelve channel PA system, which only three channels worked. Yeah, you know, one of the mics didn't work. Um, we, we did have Rick 
one of our club members brings some extra mics and XLR cables, so that came in handy. And, you know, Kevin, you brought your mic, so you, you had your shotgun mic there. Um, but, yeah, it kind of sucked only having three mics, uh, especially when we had four, I guess, you know, free for RC crew there. And we kind of wanted everyone to be on a mic with also a fifth mic for, for walk-ups, uh, you know, for guests. But but we made do. I think it, it did turn out okay. And, and the podcast was released last week and seemed, you know, pretty positive as far as the reaction we've gotten from our listeners. Yeah. So, Well, I got a question for you guys. Who uh, who paid off the weatherman? Because yeah. for people who didn't <laughs> see the pictures or oh. watch the videos, uh-huh. it, it, it was 80 to 85 degrees with like a 5 to 10 mile hour wind at the most. You could not have the asked most, yep. for a picture perfect weather for a first time event. I mean, it was huh? killer. Yeah, the weather was really good. It was definitely in our favors. It was great. I mean, it was hot. Don't you know? Don't get us wrong. It was. I think it was eighty-five, but the real feel in the sun was over ninety. It was like ninety something. So I mean, but it was great. It was just the the low wind and just being able to do whatever you want with the heli. It's great. Yeah, I got uh, the back of my neck got a nice base tan going. So hopefully, I won't burn too much at Flight Fest. <laughs> nice. I still get questioned about my neck tan because of this trap. <laughs> Oh, last year from Flight Fest, I had that for as long as I could remember, basically, afterwards. It was just like, why do you have a funny tan? Mm-hmm. I have it all summer. That's my summer tan. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nick, why, do, why don't you tell the, the listeners the fun you had leading up to it and, and yeah. how, how, how short your drive was? Oh, yeah, it was uh, super short. I left, I think it was, uh, what did I say, 1 p.m. the day before, and... I stopped off in Ohio, picked up some food and whatnot, grabbed some ice uh-huh. for my cooler, uh, started my drive down, drove all the way Ohio, Pennsylvania, all the way, finally got in 10 hours later, roughly, about 2 in the morning. Wow. <laughs> Camped out in the vehicle. I wasn't far behind you, but man, 10 hours, that's, that's, that's dedication. I told, yeah. we, were, we were about 6 hours on a dot. Um, well, but yeah, six, six and a half hours. Cause we left with well, the kids we were worried about them getting cars sick and trying to keep them busy. So we got up at three, three AM, Nicole and I showered, loaded up the car. We were on the road by four and we just pulled in at the pilot's meeting. I think we showed up at like 1030 on the dot. You guys were standing in the parking lot waiting for us. So yeah. going down, it was perfect. No construction, no weather, no traffic. It was a ride home that sucked. And you always, after any event, you just want to get home. But mm-hmm. going down, mm-hmm. I slept. I, I was sleeping the first couple hours, and I'd wake up, fall back asleep. So Nicole's a trooper and got us down there safe and sound, and uh, it, it went fast. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for our listeners that don't know, I mean, Nick came from Michigan. I mean, that's far. You know, that, that definitely is, wow. <laughs> like, we appreciate it. You know, definitely oh. appreciate the drive that, you know, the effort you made to come. I mean, it's not even that you, like, just got in your car and drove too. You had to rent a car and you had some issues with that. So it was like, wow. Yeah, I had a few small issues trying to leave here. Mm-hmm. Um, it, no real big deal. Got a car left. Um, I think the main thing I learned is like, if you do something like that, you're going to have a bunch of people at the event ask you if you're crazy or dedicated <laughs> or what mixture. Yeah. Yeah. It's I- like <laughs> you didn't even bring anything to fly and you're here. Right. <laughs> 
That's what I was going to say. He did it for the podcast family because he doesn't own a helicopter, nor does he fly helicopters. Right. Mm-hmm. He did it to be with the four of us so we could finally unite in person and just have a blast. Right. Which well, I think we accomplished. Yeah. I also believe this is the first time we've all been together on a podcast as well. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yes. So, yeah, it was nice to actually be on like, text message to see Chris and talk to him and yeah. get to hang out. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kevin and I, you know, we we met you, Nick. Um, well, Kevin, you met two years ago. I met you last year at Flight Fest. But, you know, for all of us, it's the first time meeting Chris. Uh, so that was real nice to actually, <laughs> you know, meet the person that we talked to pretty much every day on our phones, you know. On meet the crazy man. Steve, yeah. just, just say it. I'm the guy you buy all your shit from. <laughs> you finally met. You finally met your heli drug dealer. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think Anthony is, fits the bill more. <laughs> I think I've. Uh, yeah, I've definitely spent a lot of money with Anthony and you. You know, I mean, that V control too. So, but so um, when it, when Anthony doesn't have any product or is out of town, yeah, you know, I'm the go-to guy. Go-to guy, right? <laughs> uh, man, so, um. The only way I can relate is if ShopRite doesn't have the liquor I want, I go to Bottle King. It's the only <laughs> way I can relate. <laughs> exactly. So what went good with the event? What would you guys say was the key Ed, highlights you know, of the event? That... Everything. <laughs> I, I don't think I had a single moment where I was like, what is going on here? It was just all fun, smiles, everyone talking. Just, It was just great. Yeah. I want to. I would like. I wanted to say earlier uh, when we were talking about setups that I thought it was great that we had guys come out from another club um, and set up. And I like we were talking before the show about how, or we were talking before the event about how guys are going to come out and they're you know they're going to know hey it's going to be in the middle of a field bring an easy up bring you know cooler or whatever. Yeah. So I mean we had Ed Johnson and his crew show up from I think the Rockland County right. Yeah, Rockland County RC Club, I think RC RCC. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, dude, I was I was so like thrilled to see that. I mean, even though they they were like they were down on the one end, and you know, mm-hmm. um, they kind of hung out together. But I mean, you're going to expect that. But it was great just to see guys come out, and those guys really knew how to fly, man. It was it was really cool to see those guys come out and have a good time, you know. Yeah, yeah. Ed Ed brought his whole full setup, man. He had the the big pop up and tables and. He he showed me the the bump charger, the Rev Electric dual power lab eight, so that was really cool to check that out. Yeah, um, yeah, it was just good to catch up because you know we we talk to these guys sometimes on, well Ed especially on uh, Facebook Messenger once in a while he'll he'll hit us up and you know give us some feedback about the shows and stuff. But yeah, to finally meet him and and this guy lives like a town and a half, two towns away from me too, which you know <laughs> it's quite surprising. I mean, my biggest fear was people not having anything to eat because we weren't sure what we we're going to do with food and right just not, i was just worried about people not having a good time you know so i, I was i was mm-hmm. glad to see everybody you know getting together and having a good time and and flying and enjoying themselves no, I, you know I, I thought that i thought the setup was great i had food i had cold water i had a two liter mountain dew i had a charger on hand kevin you're charging my batteries yep it was, right. it was a little tough for the family i'm used to kind of you know doing the whole you know, camp out, hang out, the fun flies. I'm used to it, but with the family, it's tough. I'm telling you, you guys are going to be spoiled when you come up here and see how thick green grass we have at our field. 
with, with, the, with the kids being a one-year-old and a three-year-old, it was just kind of tough with your guys kind of sandy sandy grass. It was tough. On, at first, it was really hot, so the kids were sweating. They were, yeah. covered, they were covered in dirt, but luckily, you know, Ricky Crickery found them all down the road for us. So the, the family stayed for about an hour, had fun, met everybody, but the mm-hmm. wife ended up taking the kids to the mall for a couple hours and then checking into the hotel to, you know, kind of relax and wait wait for me to get out of there. Right. Um, well, she actually came and picked me up, but uh, it worked. It worked out nice for me. It was the ideal setting for the family. It was kind of tough in my field. You know, we got the fence, and I can just let the kids play and just come, you know, talk to them every now and then. Mm-hmm. But uh, all in all, even even with the family leaving for a while, in, in my eyes, the setup and everything went really cool. Awesome. Yeah, and they went to the Menlo Park Mall, the uh, one of the most famous malls in Jersey. Yeah, they're there for a few hours, did some shopping. Nice. So the feedback I got from a lot, you know, walking around, um, everyone had a really good time. And they actually liked that it wasn't such a busy flight line, right? There wasn't so many people. I know, Chris, you mentioned it um, during the live podcast and all that stuff, you know, that it's great to not have sometimes, you know, not to have 100 pilots there because then you're waiting, you're queuing up to go fly. While it was, I don't know, I feel like I didn't really have to wait at all. Anytime I wanted to go to the flight line, there was the three flight lines. I picked one and just, you know, and at one moment I was doing back-to-back flights with the Oxy. Just, I think, four or five battery packs just back-to-back. It was great. Oh, so that was you hogging up the field. Okay. I mean, I would look back (laughs) and see if anyone wanted to fly and no one came up. I would take the battery out, put a new one in, go up again. Yeah, I don't know. With, with my 18 flights, I say I might have been the hog. I think I, I got I got 10 flights on my my logo 480 myself, and then mm-hmm. I got a total of eight more flights and other people's stuff. It was, yeah. it was it was awesome. I got to fly my old Kyle Stacy 700. Mm-hmm. I got to fly my old Kyle Stacy 570 twice. I set that up for you, Kevin. Yeah, um, man. W- with Nick, we'll talk about it. I, I did a three three flight buddy box with Nick. I got to fly Ricky Cricky's uh, Triabola, which that thing is an amazing. Talk about a floating Cadillac. That yeah. thing, that 800-millimeter blades, tri-head, tri-tail, that thing was fun to fly. So I, I, I think I came – everything on my checklist, I think I had checked off halfway through the day. Everything I want to do, meet you guys, get my flights in, make sure I had enough caffeine to keep me going. Um, we met a ton of listeners. So you, you guys were saying with Ed Johnson, we met a ton of listeners mm-hmm. through the podcast. I met a few of my own followers. Um, I had a couple people come up to me. The the one guy, the Super Bowl guy who played for the Giants. Yeah, yeah. He, Baker. He, he comes up and sees my business card on the table. He goes, oh, I think I've seen this guy flying videos before. I go, that was me. I'm like, I've been with RC Aerodyne for, I was with RC Aerodyne for four years. I was their, you know, team pilot, help, you know, I helped with designs and stuff. He goes, oh my God, I've seen all your videos. I, mm-hmm. I watch your YouTube channel. So nice. I had a couple of people who knew me through, youtube and my facebook which was really cool and that's my favorite thing about events since i've gotten so i'd say popular in the past years with all my reviews and stuff i have so many people with different shows coming up uh, appreciative of what i do so it's, it's always cool you know i'll forget the names i'll remember the faces but just cool how many people that you actually reach out to with the podcast with the reviews with the videos it's amazing how many people are actually out there in their internet watching you so that for me was really cool. Meeting the listeners and, and the followers, that's always a cool, cool thing. Yeah, I talked yeah. to Steve and he said that he bought an RC Aerodyne I think a while ago and, and never flew. He's into this this scale helis. Mm-hmm. Um and he had one there that day. Uh, Jeff got some pictures of. Yeah, yeah that's the, he 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 said he got that after watching my video of my EC one thirty because I had the same thing in a different paint scheme. And, oh, okay. uh, yeah, we, we talked we talked for like a half hour. Nice. Cool. Yeah, he's awesome. a super nice guy. 
Yeah, he's a great dude. And I'm not a sports guy, so I didn't realize who it was until I get home. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, this guy was played for the Giants. He was in in, in the Super Bowl, and I Google him. I go, holy crap! I met someone famous that I didn't know because <laughs> yeah. I'm that guy who doesn't follow sports. So I felt I felt horrible. He's probably used to people coming up saying, "Hey, you're that guy," and uh, unfortunately, I wasn't that guy to him because I don't do sports. Yeah, but, but you were. <laughs> he did it to you, so. Right. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he thinks like that because, like I said, man, he's just a really down to earth, super nice guy. Yeah, very humble. Talk to him. About it. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of uh, podcasts, how cool is it that I got to meet one of the originators? Not only did I get to meet Jeff, but he took some killer pitch along with Nick doing videos and the live yeah. feeds. Mm-hmm. Jeff yeah. took some killer pictures, and it's it's up on our uh, Freefall page. It's up on my three uh, D scale page, yeah. and I also uh, got the album up on the our website last night i've got some more pictures to go but as we guys you guys talk and listen to this podcast go to the website um i've got a ton of videos nick took and a ton of pictures it's i put it under the helifest 2016 tab on our website so go there and you can see all the pictures and videos we're talking about tonight yeah Yeah, he's got one good one of i think the three of you guys uh steve you or maybe it's i know it's it's definitely chris and uh, i think it's anthony and steve or uh Chris Anthony and Nick, and the helicopter's up to the left there, like in uh-huh. it's kind of blurred out, but like to the left, and it's like inverted or flipping yeah, around was, or doing was something. My, yeah, it was my 480. It was, it was, it was yeah. Steve. That's a great picture, man. I like that picture. It took forever to download those, man. There are some high quality pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. He got some great shots of my goblin. <laughs> I love the one coming in when I'm dragging the tail to grass. Yeah, riding yes. on a tail fin. Yeah. He's a good photographer, man. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny. He just does this on the side. It's not like his career or anything. He does yeah. awesome work. Yeah. We had and, some uh, We had some fun sliding autos that day. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. had a crazy one. You basically took off and landed like a plane. That was that was that that is how I ended the event. I yeah. Mean, I I, I landed because <laughs> I did the first two to see how it was going to go. I'm like, you know what? I I went in, why I flew so hard. You guys probably saw. Obviously, I want to kind of show off and show you guys you know, what I'm about, but I, that's probably the hardest I ever flew. I went there going, you know what? I'm bringing the 480. If I'm going to put a machine in, it's going to be my own. It's going to be the 480. Mm-hmm. Oxy, Oxy was too small to bring. So the 480 is kind of my beater. So I kind of went, out, I stepped far outside my box that day and just let it all, nice. all, all nice. hang out. I mean, I'm, I, nice. I, I've watched my video where I did my demo about five times now. Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever had a tail down funnel lower than a foot off the ground and at one point i think i was four inches off the week you were close we all said it you're not you're next to me you're like oh shit i'm next i'm flying i'm like oh shit and and i just kept pushing it harder and harder and 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 i loved your runway the inverted passes and then the crazy video at the end steve were 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 down there and i was cutting the weeds yeah and then uh i had a little juice left in the pack i go you know what let's go for one epic sliding auto and i came in hot yeah. And, and I had to hit negative at the end to just stop because I would have kept sliding off the runway. Right. <laughs> and uh, and I did a 90-degree stop, and the wife pulled in and said, that's how we end the show. There you go. Yeah, Chris, uh, after you left, I, I was getting ballsy with the Oxy on takeoff. Now I'm, I'm pitching it up, and I'm, like, driving it as I'm taking off on the front skids, <laughs> doing exactly what you're doing. I'm, you guys are a bad influence. I wish we had more time. Like I told you guys, it goes by so fast, just like a wedding. Like I'm packing up to leave, and Ricky's like, "Where are you going, man? I got." He's like, "I got the Proto 500 charged for you. I got the TDR2 charged for you." I'm like, 
I'm like, dude, I got to go. Wife's here. It's it, it's over. He's like, no, man. <laughs> if, if, if I had one complaint, it's that just like I preached before, it went by way too fast. And I don't think I ever – I think I sat down – what do we sit down? Like 15 minutes to eat lunch and shoot the shit? Mm-hmm. And yeah. other mm-hmm. than that, we were all nonstop either tuning, yeah. flying, recording, talking to people. It, it just – it flew by way too yeah. fast. You influenced Rick though, uh, Chris. He's been he's been doing sliding. Not he does some sliding autos, but he's been pushing, like taking off on the front skids, like you're saying, Kevin. Um, yeah, he's, he's been, doing been that. pushing it lately he's, with his flights. He's starting to push it more, and I think it's all due to he's like, oh man, he saw you fly. Even Mr. K at the club, he doesn't even fly. He was just a a spectator, and he doesn't fly helis. But he's like, oh man, watching you, uh, Chris, fly. You're so smooth on the sticks that it makes him believe that he can fly like Ali, you know? He is a he is the nicest person. He came he's up to me nice, yeah. like three times. Like after my demo, he comes over and he he reminds me of big uh Daryl Bell, big B, big D in the Heli world. He comes okay. up to me after I'm done doing my demo, puts his arm around me, he's like he's like, You guys like that? He's like, I taught Chris everything you know. You can <laughs> you can you can thank me for that. No. Yeah. That's no, I, 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 I hope we all kind of influenced each other. Um, that one flight I did on, on Anthony's where I was just shooting autos the whole time. Hopefully something little like that is just going to push you guys to go out there outside the box and start shooting autos. You'll yeah. start low, go high. That was, that was the whole point of the weekend. Push, teach, educate, and have fun. And I think we proved that with um, seeing a – I don't want to say planker because he's too cool for that. <laughs> but uh, I, I think we might have pushed Nick over the edge, guys. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Um, this is the first time you're buddy boxing anyone with the V control, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I did, so I did the setup video mm-hmm. to show other people out there how to use it. I actually forgot how to set it up. <laughs> I had to pull up my, I had to queue up my video real quick. <laughs> once we figured out how to bind, bind the radio over, uh, Steve, you and I, I was telling Kyle Stacy, I was telling him the story yesterday. So what's cool about the V control? Buddy Box versus Spectrum and all the other ones is you can assign what channels you want to have yeah, that first was master. Mm-hmm. So you guys want to talk about a total mind f? I'm like, you know what? Nick's never flown before, so how about I just give Nick Cyclic and I'll do Tail Rotor and Collective. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you guys how fun and nerve wracking that is because Steve and I did about half a flight to t- try it out. Yeah, <laughs> it is extremely hard because in my head I'm thinking Nick's doing this or doing that or Steve's doing this or doing mm-hmm. that. It's so hard because I'm, I'm not only holding a trainer switch, but I'm controlling altitude and tail rotor, you know, yaw, while Steve was doing cyclic control. So after we realized it was too much of a mind F for me, I just put it all over to master for everything. So, Nick, I'll let you run with it, man. I took off and handed it to you, and you tell the story, man. It was it was awesome. Um, I'll step back a bit for, further again and, you know, watching you guys play around with the V-control radios. Those things, the menus seemed quite easy once you uh, figured out what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that radio actually felt quite solid in my hands, and I'm surprised that um, I was able to fly so good <laughs> while my hands were shaking so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, what's your experience? You know, first time on the stick, as soon as he said, okay, you got it. it. Was, yeah, it was, um, all right, put, uh, put throttle... Up to like the first notch above center, mm-hmm. and okay, I'm there. All right, it's yours. And it was just, I don't want to say natural, okay. but it for some reason, it like as soon as I started 
moving the sticks and realizing, okay, I have control, uh-huh. it shifted over where it's like, okay, left, right, forward, back, tail. I was like, okay, I can keep this in front of me. Right. And it pretty much just kept going from there. The more time I had, I instantly started getting more and more comfortable with it. Yeah. Let's um, just say you didn't you didn't have to work hard at it. I'll t- I'll tell you that firsthand because yeah. I didn't have to do anything but watch. Uh, yeah, like the I think it was like the first battery you you only took it once, uh, before landing, and then or you took it once to save it and then took it for landing, and after that it was just you were just taking it for takeoff and landing. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, yeah, I don't even think we were three quarters for the first pack, and you got to a point to where you could stay in a four by four box at, at, yeah. at a stable altitude. I'm like, all right, Nick, left stick, man, go full left, and you did a single piro, got it back, held it, another well, well, piro, and then double piro. <laughs> yeah. well, well, first he go, you said left stick, just you know, go full piro. Yeah, and, and I was the right stick. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I was drifting like ever so slightly, and I'm like, all right flatten it out a little bit more and then go for it yeah and instead for some reason i like went to move both sticks at the same time and it like instantly i'm like oh stop nope and every both of you guys were like nope 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 <laughs> but then <laughs> I'm like, yeah 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 it was uh it was fun and easily seeing my own mistakes when doing something and but it was great though right after that you know it's like okay try it again and you yeah. boom, try again. And it was like, okay. And and then it was just um, trying to hold altitude while doing it. Mm-hmm. I think that was my only issue after that. And, and for the listeners, to pat you on the back even more. The only one time I took it was one, it was a first flight. So yeah. you, you had never touched a helicopter. And two, it was the end of the day. So that sun was at like, yeah. oh my oh, God. Yeah, that sun was at like nine o'clock. So that sun was directly in our eyes, baking our faces. And the one time I did have to take it, like you said, you just drifted. It was kind of over, so we're looking straight up. So I just took it, brought it right back to center, and then gave it back to you, and you finished off the whole flight. Yeah. The incredible part that I want to mention is that by the third pack, so you know, three packs in a row, you were turning the tail and doing slight forward flight movements. You were yes. um, yeah, yes. it to the left and <laughs> to left to the right. Yep. All right. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Like I said, it it just started feeling comfortable. Um, right. Like I said before, the only time I've ever gotten on a helicopter is on a simulator, and it's normally not for long. Right. And he, and he wanted to land. He's like, he's like, can I? Should I land it? I'm like, no, yeah. like, no. I'll uh, land it. But I, you had it. I, I had well, to bring it down about one foot off the ground, and then I literally yeah. just took it and then clicked throttle hold and yeah. set it down. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think when I my first three flights was tail and hover the whole time. Like I couldn't. I didn't even want to move the helicopter because I was so scared that like I'm gonna move it and mess up and crash. And I think I did crash on my first or second flight, you know. But you did great, man. You did. I think you did better than I did ever. <laughs> Dude, I was gonna you know? say his the, the amount of time he spent flying those first three flights equaled uh-huh. equaled like the first year I spent with helicopters. I mean, <laughs> you got yes, done, exactly. Nick, and I was like, man, you did so good. It was ridiculous. I was like, oh. Yeah, and we got that video showing, like, me and Chris, you know, landing, like, the third pack or something, and I lift my hand up just for a second, and it's just shaking. Yeah. All <laughs> oh, right. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I watched that video, and I'm thinking, like, all right, my hands are shaking. How does that helicopter look so smooth in the air? <laughs> Expo. 
Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess the V control has some expo, but I don't know. I mean, I I never dialed anything more than what the Neos are set for. So I think it's only twenty percent, really. To tell the truth, you did you did real good. It's you know what it is. It's also when you're on the sticks, even though you feel like you're you might be moving a lot, but you, you know you, you fly RC, right? So you know like how small movements you really need to make, and that translates over to. The helicopter yeah. side too, because you have oh. experience on the sticks. It's not just like you're brand new. Here's a helicopter, go fly. You know. Oh, definitely. You know, I've definitely learned that there are situations where if you're thinking about it, you're moving the stick too much. And right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you did great, and uh, so my question is, uh, when do you I want one. Helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> I want. I want one. I, I definitely do. It'd be nice to have. Uh, at least one helicopter in my hangar, whatever, being ready for going out and flying or something. Mm-hmm. Oxy three sport. I know. I've trust me. I have the um, heli direct page open, looking at it. <laughs> I tell you, you can't really do too much better because the parts count is low. It's pretty resilient. Steve mm-hmm. smashed his up this weekend and was shocked yeah. that all he broke was the main gear. I mean, yeah, main gear links and some like small, some small parts, like nothing that costs over eight bucks. <laughs> you know, like I landed mine on the head. Um, <laughs> was that when you were out, Nick? That I did that? I don't think so. I don't remember you landing. Oh no, I came flying in on that auto. Yeah, the auto and you, the sliding. <laughs> I was auto doing and- as fast as I could to the point where the guy with the nitro and Johnson's buddy down the end was like. That was freaking awesome, man! I came in, hit that <laughs> runway, and just slid that thing. Oh, it, it was flopping around, sliding. You know, oh, I, I yeah, kind of lost it. There. That's yeah, 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 you were there because I bent the DFC link and I bent it back and broke it. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, was fast, right? Yeah. yeah, I was recording that. Oh, you got video of that? Uh, I swear I was recording that. I may not have been because oh. I didn't record everything, but I had a couple of videos that ended up getting corrupted, and I wasn't oh, okay. able to save them. I do have. One video that is, uh, it got split into two, and I think there might be a section missing out of it, but the videos play upside down. Oh, you pulled a Kevin. No, that's me. Oh, you pulled a Steve. <laughs> yeah. Send For, those videos, man. Just just email them or text them over. I'll, I'll flip them around and repost it. Yeah, I did, like I said, it was a few videos that got corrupted, and I was able to save partial, and it came out. Like it's like I swear it's one flight and it's missing some sections, uh-huh. but I was yeah, able. To I, I heard it, Kevin. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. I was in the I was in the pits of the R- Ricky Cricky and I hear zoom boom boom boom. I look over yeah. and it just flaps over at the end and then yeah, you had the thing flying like a half hour later. Yeah, because Cricky gave me um the DFC link he had, but uh yeah and that, even, even that freaking thing. Then the next weekend when I was out there, I was doing some. Uh, again, imitating you. I'm trying to get as low as I can, cutting the grass. Did it a few times, and then one time just too low and planted it right in. I think I only broke. Oh, I broke the you pit. Broke, I broke the motor shaft. The motor shaft, yeah. That was it. And I, I don't even think I broke any teeth off the main gear or anything. And I probably bent something here and there. But I mean, that freaking thing. That's and I, those. That's like the eighth or ninth time I've crashed those MKS servos. They're still mm-hmm. working. So I mean. Yeah, Nick, if you're looking for something to start with, I would definitely recommend that because, I mean. Yeah. It's a mini tank, man. Muse put his in today and, what, $25 crash at the most? Yeah. Yeah. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, most likely once I get the cash together, I'll order it. <laughs> yeah, and just like work on it. Like I buy the kit and then a couple months later put servos in it and then get, mm-hmm. you know get the yep. get the icon set up and all that. I got a forty uh, poppy wing for sale. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to that's keep a, you in the loop, Nick. That's the perfect ESC. That's the one that came with it. In fact, you can I can give you a nice combo deal with my uh, the E flight motor I had that I used to have in a Tariq. Um, with the 13-tooth pinion, which is perfect matchup for that motor and ESC, give it to you real cheap, real cheap, like and, half the and, price I have it posted. <laughs> and batteries are killer. What are the 10, oh. 10, 10 and 20 bucks for a pack? I mean, where, what helicopter can you have that much yeah. fun with and progress with a, with a $12 battery pack? I mean, I'll throw you some battery packs. I got so many. Of- oh, God. <laughs> you guys are really trying to get me to fly helis. Click by now. <laughs> Buy the airframe. Buy the flybarless controller and your satellites to work with your res- uh, or receiver, whatever you need to work with your thing. And the rest, I think we can source <laughs> together within all, all of us. <laughs> the servos we're, I'm using on the three plus is the Hobby King ones. Those things are still working pretty awesome. The the two different, I have like the the A spec and I think Zippy packs from Hobby King. I just wanted to try out to see how they did against the pulse packs, and I like the pulse packs, and I think they're they're a better battery. But I'm still flying those zippy packs and base packs, work. and yeah, they all work. And you know, it is like a little tank, like Chris mentioned. Like, I mean, I, I fly with chip blades; <laughs> it just still flies. <laughs> sure. I fly I have a big dent in my tail boom, but it's still straight, so I still fly it. It's 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 great. It's a great little heli, and um, and it's fully capable. So don't think it's like, oh well, it might be durable, but it, you know, can't do certain things. I mean, you can do. If it's all to the pilot, like that's the only limitation you'll have with that helicopter is the pilot because you could pyro flip it, you could funnel it, you can do basically anything. Bunny hops, you know, I do these little weird leapfrogs, like anything. It's great. Yeah, if I get it, it's pretty much going to fly scale for a while. Oh, and that's perfectly fine. Once you get your orientation down and you start learning to do forward flight, then you reverse it and do backwards flight and work Mm -hmm. on some hurricanes, you know. And then you can start working on inverted. I mean, it's the possibilities is it's insane with helicopters. That's why I love it so much. And you get so much like I mean, don't don't deny it. Those three flights when you were done with those three flights, I wanted to keep going. But not that. How happy (laughs) were you that like that sense of accomplishment? Like you know, you didn't crash. You had three successful flights. It was great. You know. Oh yeah, it was definitely awesome. Um, That's one of the reasons why I'm. Looking at actually getting one for myself, but yeah. I don't. I don't want to talk you out of it either, Nick. Though, but it, it's not. I mean, I don't know. I I would love to be able to go back in time and start over with an Oxy as my first heli instead of the four fifty. You know, the flybard helis that I was started with, and mm-hmm. like that just got so frustrating for me. I think I think it's probably definitely a lot easier to get going and and get going in the right direction now. With, yeah, with the Oxy, oh, definitely with the icons or whatever you want to fly. Yeah, and, I've. I've watched people around me like learn how to fly helis. A lot of the stuff was when I was just a kid, so right. you know nothing was out but flybard or really crazy contraptions. Yeah. Some people are trying and mm-hmm. a billion links to all this stuff. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and I think I'd never seen them really hover or I'll put stay off the ground for ten seconds. <laughs> I mean. So one thing to to mention, Kevin, is that you know when you were doing the old the T Rex four fifties and stuff when you first started 
trying messing with helicopters. I don't think you had to support like you do now. Oh, uh, I was going to say that too. Yeah, that's exactly. the biggest difference. That even if you were flying Flybar Nitro six seven hundred class, you know, sixty or ninety, um, you know, engine helis, like because you have like the club, you have your friends now in the hobby, like you know, you have the support system to learn and and progress a lot faster than oh, it's that huge. Year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and Nick would have that same thing. So I think you know, if Nick really wanted to. Uh, Get a heli and, and, you know, give it a, a solid go. I think he would progress for sure. Chris came out and got that 570 dialed in. I mean, if I had to do like my re- – that would have took me a couple of weeks to get to what he just came out and was like, oh, how do I do that? Click, click, click. Oh, all right. Uh-huh. That's done. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I definitely know what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Buddy Boxing Nick, that was success. Check that off the list. So what would we, what would we do differently on our next year's uh, event? I don't know. Just get a better PA system. Yeah, <laughs> better PA. Definitely. Um, food. I think we could we, we could get you know some type of food vendor there. I think would be uh, or get like a license, um, a permit to do a barbecue and you know. Yes, which I w- we should have mentioned beforehand, but we didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry to the guys that brought out stuff to barbecue. We yeah, did, Greg. Mm-hmm. We didn't know it was a the park ranger was going to have a little problem with barbecuing. Yeah, without a permit. Right. Got to remember it's Jersey. You need a permit to do everything. Yep. You went outside your house and sneezed. Permit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Yep. Um, let's see. What else do you think we could have done differently or done? I'd put a big better? sign up that says free water because I don't know if I, we made that clear or not. But I think we did. But uh, yeah, verbally, know, I, we kind of went around to everyone and said, yeah, you know, take any drinks in these coolers. Go for it. You know, soda, water. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I think with the amount of folks that were there, I don't think anyone went thirsty. Like, no, I think that if they came, they brought their own stuff too, so mm-hmm. it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Not knowing how big it was, doing pizza and drinks, I think that worked out perfect. Whether first year or years to come, because you can kind of plan that. Because, like you said, the kind of, the, the pilot's uh, fee, the landing fee, kind of went towards the the, the pizza and uh, drinks. So yeah. doing the same layout again, you just decide how many pizzas you need to buy per pilots and guests, and the pilot fee covers it. So I think to keep it simplistic, now I know that you guys can't cook out there, which is tough. That I mean, that worked out perfect. The pizza was great. There's plenty to go around for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Flight flight count, we knew it might be a little low. I think we had like, what, 15, 20 pilots or so. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it doesn't have to be huge. I think it was a success, smaller, smaller, big. Um, yeah. Maybe try to advertise a little more. I know when I do a show, we get free advertisement in like the Penny Saver and the local, you know, County Times magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, mine's AMA sanctioned, so we do the AMA ad for the three months leading up to it. Right. So if you if you wanted a bigger, a little more advertising leading up to it, but like I said, to me, small is better because not only did the guests get to fly but all four of us podcasters combined we got probably at least over 30 40 flights between the four of us oh at least i i know i got at least in the 15 to 20 range myself it was was very rewarding like i said earlier i went out there with a list of bucket list stuff i needed to get done Mm -hmm. and uh and we accomplished it all i mean meeting the people very rewarding meeting you guys very rewarding Setting up Kevin's helicopter so I know when I left, he's going to fly perfect for him. Very rewarding. So all in all, I wouldn't know what, what to change. 
you know, you think you're going to find a lot of, you know, negatives with the first event, but everybody's happy. I didn't hear any complaints. I mean, I wasn't running the show, but I, I didn't get any complaints. It was nothing but positivity all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot to give out stickers. That was the only thing I say that <laughs> I, I forgot to do. Yeah. I, I actually had them with me. I wanted to put them on Mike's table and just totally forgot to do it. And and to talk about, like, swag, I mean, you know, Luca and Rich Knapp, you know, from Lynx, they really hooked it up. You know, Rick, uh, our club member, you know, contacted them. And we had enough T-shirts and hats to give everyone who showed up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was like, awesome. Yeah, I mean, the pilots, I mean, my, my fiancé and the daughter, they got stuff. Like, I mean, you know, we were like, I think I was like, I went up to Mike and I was like, you know, Nick's not flying, so you know you didn't pay like your any fees or nothing. But I'm like, we gotta hook him up with a couple of hats and shirts. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, what hat you like best? Yeah, he's like, uh, and he's like, oh, just take, take both. both. <laughs> 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 and we still had plenty. It was great. I mean, Rick ended up taking the rest home for the next you know event that we have because they just they did a great job with that stuff. So definitely a shout out to uh, Rich Knapp and Luca. For, for hooking that up. And Ricky. Yeah, for sure. And Ricky, yes, of course. Um, and Chris, we all got to see you fly mm-hmm. live, which was freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. So many people were telling me, wow, you know, Chris flies so great. You know, just professional pilot and stuff. Like, dude, you impressed. You impressed a lot of folks out there. Well, I appreciate it. Like I can tell you guys, when you come up to my show and see me fly next to Kyle Stace and all my buddies, right. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to look like I'm just your Sunday flyer. Uh-huh. But I was very happy because I left there knowing I pushed myself harder than I've ever flown. And you can see it in the videos. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it sounds like I inspired a lot of guys to follow my footsteps. So it was it was, it was very cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. You, you got me to fly a helicopter. So. <laughs> yeah, that alone is a great feat, you know. And I, 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 I knew my stuff. I don't care. I'll push it till it goes in. But even, even when, when, uh, and Steve, I didn't get to fly your helicopter. I wanted to, but we ran out of time. But yeah, you cool. know, Anthony hands me the transmitter. I, I, I mentioned it earlier. I got to fly my, my old seven hundred Kyle Stacy. I got to fly his brand new Logo six ninety. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't fly it hard, but I still put on some good demos with that. And at one point, Anthony's like. Dude, I want to get a picture. So I come inverted on the deck. I'm looking back at pictures. My dad's like, Anthony was flying that low with his helicopter. I'm like, no, that was me. My dad's like, you're four inches <laughs> off the deck with his helicopter. I'm like, I'm like, once you get that low, you kind of get the ground effect and it just sits there. Yeah. But um, I, I'm, it, it was awesome. I, I pushed myself. I pushed the machines, and I think, I don't know, everything out there took. We had the big biggest thing, and, and we all yelled at Nick on the podcast. No one crashed. I mean, Steve, you tipped or, or Kevin, you tipped over. That was all fun. That wasn't a crash. That was just a tip over. Um, yeah. Ricky Cricky, he yeah. didn't have a crash. He tore. He was flying his, yeah, his over collective management. He tore the belt off that Protoss Max V2. Mm-hmm. But nobody, I mean, no one likes to see a helicopter go in. And you'll see a lot of them at our shows because people are out there pushing them hard. But everybody left with their machines intact. I and mean, that's a yeah. huge plus when you have that many people flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, that day I learned to do tail down funnels, <laughs> you know, so that was fun. I basically just went over and over trying, trying. I was talking to you, Chris, about it because I was getting at one point of the funnel, it would kind of just lose momentum and you're just like, 
this is what you got to do, you know, and showed me on your alley. And, you know, now, like uh, this past weekend, I, you know, I was doing it on the 700, like pretty comfortably, you know, and, and it clicked. It came to a point where I was doing the funnel and when I, I knew exactly what correction I need to make to keep that funnel going and keep it, you know, clean looking and tail down and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, for sure, it's just, it's just breaking down a maneuver. And mm-hmm. it was funny because <clears throat> you and I were laughing. Like, I could show you, here we go, from a dead stop, boom, I was right into a funnel. And I can do it all day long with muscle memory, but trying to explain it, yeah, I actually had to hold your helicopter up and I had to hold my transmitter and figure out, okay, oh, okay, so it's left tail with collective, with right cyclic. So it was hard for me to actually explain what you wanted to hear mm-hmm. until I broke it down in my head. And, and as what, you put it back up there and, and like, don't tighter, Steve, tighter. And it kept stalling. It kept stalling. I'm like, yeah. all right, add a little more aileron. And, and yeah. by what, two minutes into it, you were getting full two, three funnels going in a row before they start to stall out again. Right. And no, now, was, and now I can basically just funnel forever. Yeah, once, <laughs> so once, once, once later, you know, <laughs> once you get locked in, it holds that funnel really good. And the only thing you can really, if you want to play with it, is like like I was showing you on mine, you can add a little collective to make the funnel go up and down. And if you want to make it bigger or tighter, it's just how much aileron input you're putting. Right. It's the same with hurricanes. Once you get in a hurricane, that momentum gets going so fast. As long as you leave your fingers in a certain position, that helicopter holds it pretty damn well yeah. without, without much input. Mm-hmm. So. See, I'm going to quote Joel from the Flight Test Community Cast. But I, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> with that. I've tried it and I don't know I've tried it on the sim uh tailed down funnels. Uh and I can get it going maybe halfway around, but never done it off the simulator. The big well, thing about the tail down funnels is for me at least was the confidence. Because once it starts coming around where the you're not looking at the top of the heli anymore and it starts to come around I guess in the funnel, looking at it, if you're looking top down, like a clock would be around your seven, eight o'clock. You basically like it gets the orientation gets weird, and you just have to have confidence that you're moving the sticks in the right direction and and holding it. And you know, once it gets around, and you get that couple of turns, then you know, you know. And like Chris is saying, it kind of locks in um, with you just making very, very small corrections. It's not right. a lot of cyclic or a lot of collective not a lot of tail like your, your sticks are in basically the middle except for your collective being you know positive or negative depending which way you're doing it um yeah i mean i could sh- i could show you kevin especially with hurricanes to start with that because that's at least upright and you're used to doing banked uh figure eights and turns like that that's all it is it's a it's basically you, you do that you know i've done the hurricanes but i was going to say i equal it to when i when i was getting really good at knife edging and I started to do knife edge circuits because it's like it comes around and it's in a weird orientation. But if you just tell your fingers, hey, don't do anything stupid. Yeah, just keep going, right? <laughs> you just keep going. It actually just stays there and keeps going around. Well, the orientation thing will always mess up your head. Like I, last year I was focusing on rolling circles. Mm-hmm. And I start as I come I come just to a high speed pass you know, from left to right. And as soon as I pass me is when I start my rolling circle. And to this day, I tried it last week. Kyle still yells at me because I start rolling my circles and they're really clean and nice. But as soon as it comes around to where it's coming from the left at me again, I start freaking out. I go back to level flight because anytime that bird's coming at you, it doesn't matter yeah. what size it is. Right. You yeah. Know, if you look at a lot of my maneuvers, like my pirouetting funnels or my pirouetting hurricanes, a lot of times I pull out 
and, and a transition to the next maneuver before it gets back to me because passing by yourself doing a maneuver, it's, it's, it's scary. So I usually just do like a three-quarter maneuver, and then I end up just transitioning to the next one so it looks clean as I'm just pulling out of it. Right. Oh, man. You got, talking to you guys makes me want to fly some helis. <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, Anthony's thinking about I was talking to Anthony this week, and I think he might come up before the show because my show is not to Labor Day weekend, so that's mm-hmm. what, another two months from now? Yeah. So you guys should hop in the car with the man, come out some Sunday morning. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down to come up Sunday or even come up like Saturday night or something like that and stay over in a hotel. And that way we have like a nice, decent day of flying in the morning at least, you know, and we're not and, too tired. And Kyle's back in town. He got back from uh, Italy on Saturday. So I flew twice with him this week already. Nice. Yeah, I saw the Nitro video. Yeah, was that, that was awesome. Recent? That was, yeah, what's today? Today's 4th of July. That was... Monday. What's today? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Fourth of July was Monday. That was Sunday. Sunday afternoon. Okay, so two days ago. Yeah. I was showing my nephew that at the Fourth of July to family get together, and uh, yeah, he was blown away. Dad, like, gotta watch this guy fly. That thing's tuned mint, man. As, as hard as you saw that flight, I said at the end of the video, he still had like that was a four minute flight, a full three D, mm-hmm. and he still had easily half a tank of gas. Wow. Right, but, like if, it was, if that was me flying, doing like my Sunday smooth air stuff, you could probably I could probably ring out eight nine minutes of flight on a tank. The time you picked to do the slow mo in that video was freaking awesome, man! Isn't that when crazy? He's doing those crazy, he was doing what double like pyros or something. He's well, ev- we were talking about a couple episodes ago. Everybody pirouettes different. Like my pyro flip is a true pyro flip with one pirouette in it. Mm-hmm. And I asked him what, how many. One time, how many pirouettes do you do? He goes, I don't know. I just do it. So if you yeah, look at a it's full, like two, right? Yeah, pull a full pirouette flip is when the tail. It doesn't matter what orientation, but you start and end in the same orientation. Mm-hmm. And he's running his tail so quick that he's getting off. I think two full pirouettes in one pirouette flip. Yeah, that's insane. And even with the weight of that thing, his he can hang autos with that thing. It it it, it flies awesome. Is he still running six uh, fifties on that, or is he running the seven hundred stretch? He has two of them, so he's got one which is a stock six fifty, and he's got mm-hmm. one which is a stretch. Nice. And he goes back and forth. He's he's always tuning or changing or doing this or doing that. He right. a cu- couple weeks ago before he left for Italy, he put the three bladed head on it. So oh nice. He's he's always tinkering with something. He's got you know an old seven hundred. He stretched to a seven seventy, and he's always Frankenstein and different stuff to see how it flies. Nice. Um, but he, he nice. can never pick and choose. You know, one day he likes a 650, then one day he likes a 7. Um, same same identical setup. He's got the Neo. He's got all the BK servos. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got the, I think it's uh, OS 105 with the OS Hyperpipe. So they're set up the same. The only thing different is the disc loading with the bigger blades, bigger boom. For right. me, I, I can't see a difference when he's flying because he's beating the snot out of it. Yeah. But <laughs> obviously for him, he can feel more of a – the 700 definitely autos – uh, better um mm-hmm. but if, if he was flying it like i don't know because it doesn't say it on the blades like i have to ask him which one are you flying because i i have no clue all right <laughs> wow so heli fest i can't wait for next year i hope uh, Holy fest. yeah i better um, start saving up now if i want to make it well, start, <laughs> start saving up for a helicopter first so oh you don't yes. make a 10 hour drive without a helicopter that you're bringing Yes, I I do plan to get a heli first, but yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
it was great. I had so much fun. Even even, you know, Maria and, and Chloe came by and they were they were hanging out and got to meet everyone. And they were having fun too. So, so that was a nice plus. Yeah, I got to meet Anthony's girlfriend or fiance or no, wife, 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 wife. Just got married. Yeah, wife now. Right. <laughs> so, was this the first heli all heli event for all three of you guys? For yes. me, I went to one in South Jersey with uh, with Anthony. Oh yeah, Anthony and Ron. Yep, that was a, yep the Harvard's Fest last year or whatever. Yes, yeah. So I went to that one. That would probably be my yeah. That's my first. But this is the first, you know. At a field I'm very comfortable with, and you know, obviously we were running it, so so that's a whole new first experience. Um, Kevin, this was your first one, right? Yeah. Yep. Nice, and I know Nick. Yeah, that's definitely your first one too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, it was pretty awesome just to see, you know, Helly's only, and to see that dude, uh, one of Ed's buddies with the nitro. Yeah, and Greg. He was, like slamming that thing around. Mm-hmm. And then I went down and talked to him. He's like, yeah, the tail's doing a little funny thing, and I'm not too – I don't really like it. And I'm like, I could not tell. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was great. It was a good event. Um, the main thing is everybody had, had a good time. That's, yeah. that's what I, That accomplishes more than than I could imagine. Right. You know? oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, it was real nice to, you know, obviously meet, you know, our listeners, a couple of listeners that came out. But – um. It was nice to meet a couple of the friends of Anthony's that uh, we normally oh, right. hear about. Um, Oliver being one of them, and I think uh, this is the Oliver that convinced Anthony to buy the Goblin three eighty, which then you bought off of him. Yeah. So, so it was definitely nice to meet him and his wife. And the six ninety, he convinced Anthony to buy the logo six ninety as well. Right. Yeah, he was super nice, super yeah. nice guy. Good flying too, man. Very smooth. His flying was great. Yeah. And, then, and then JoJo, is that one of your guys' members, or is that another one of Anthony's buddies? John John? Oh, John John, not JoJo. Yes. Sorry, yeah, buddy. Yeah, he's yeah a, John John. Yeah, he's a club member. Um, um, he's good, too, man. He, oh, yeah, that dude can throw down. Yeah. He had a logo, right? He had his logo? He yeah, had his 550 logo, SX. 550. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I don't think he brought his Nitro. I think his Nitro is out of commission for a clutch issue or something. Because he has that Synergy N7 that uh, he flies, too, so. But uh, yeah, it was nice, you know, to see all the helis, all the different kinds of helis. First time seeing a Synergy Seven Six Six in person, you know, the Transformer-looking heli, which I actually like it. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are like it's ugly, and I'm like, I don't know. I, I ride a sport bike; it kind of looks similar to a sport bike. I don't know. It just it's cool. Yeah, I really like that looks of that one. Yeah, I wish it just came out with better, like. Well, with canopy options, color options, because it's, it seems like it's only that white and orange. I've never seen any other, you know, pictures or anything else for the for that one. Um, I, and you know what? That was one of the helis I was considering, the 766 Synergy versus the Protos Max or the new Logo 700. So I think, um, you know, another 700 is going to be in my future. Not near future, but somewhere in my future. Sell the sport bike, man. Treat yourself to oh, some new yeah. helis. I'm thinking about selling the sport bike. I'm thinking about selling the Goblin 570 KC. Live, live longer. You know, <laughs> <laughs> live longer. So serious. So we'll see. Um, the bike is just a. It's a pain. I just you know I, I hate dealing with trying to sell things that are used. I guess that I don't really take care of anymore. And it's like uh, so. 
I mean, I got like a set of rims in the closet from my old car. I got to sell. Like, I just have tons of stuff to get rid of. So, um, where do you where do you store the bike outside? It's at my friend's house in his garage right now, and which I do have to get it out of there before the winter because he wants to get a snow blower. So <laughs> he has a big room. So I got. I'm definitely gonna do something. But I mean. Next time you go over there, look at it and say, what are you? Are you a Logo 700? Are you a Synergy 766? I mean, motivate, I could, motivate yourself, yeah. man. It, it's, <laughs> I can at least sell it for 2500 to three grand. Um, and if that's the case, that's any one of those helis pretty much ready to go. And now's the time to sell, it, man. Yeah. You, you can always sell off one of your small helis to me. <laughs> yeah, we can, we, we'll talk. Oh, definitely. You know? There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's move it on to the news. News. Uh, there's nothing here. I have no news. <laughs> I got something. Okay. What you got? It, it's sad. Uh, I didn't think it was going to happen. And then it happened. And I realized Uh-oh. it's not the right week. So OHB, the Orlando Heli Blowout. Uh-huh. I've been to it twice. It is one of the biggest club done up fun flies on on the east coast it's down in orlando florida burt Kimmer and carrie shirley put it on at the torches field uh-huh. um it's always typically been the first week of december didn't think it was going to happen so we still booked our trip to disney um okay. we hadn't be how the calendar lays out this year we're going the second week of december so i was all excited i saw the flyer for i almost pre-registered the other day and, and Sunday morning, I'm looking at it. I'm like, wait, December 1st to the 4th. Normally, it's December you know, 5th through the 8th or something like that. So I go look at the calendar of when we're going on vacation. So it's on, which is awesome for everybody who wants to go. It is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, December 1st to the 4th. Unfortunately for me, we're flying out of Rochester the 4th, and we're, we're staying in Orlando until the 11th. So we, uh, get to do, we get to do Disney, but I'm a week late on OHB. Uh but it's sure to be an awesome event. They usually have yeah. cl- close to two, three hundred pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, Bert was saying he doesn't want to kind of keep it as big and commercial this year. They're kind of stepping back a little. But um, all the top pilot names go there. Guys from all over the world. Um, if, if you guys are in the Orlando area that week, definitely check it out. I've been there 2014, 2013, 14. I was there, and it's awesome. You get to hobnob and talk to all the top pilots. It's not. It's like a, it's like a mini Urcha. It's not as commercialized. You still get to talk and hang out with some of the best pilots and mm-hmm. shoot the shit. So definitely, guys, I recommend going. They have food vendors. They got the outhouses. Uh, there's always some type of uh, merchant there. Um, past couple times I was there, um, Experience RC came down with their huge 18 wheeler. So you you literally walk in the back of this 18 wheeler, mm-hmm. and it's their mobile hobby shop. Nice. They usually do contests like auto contests. They do a huge night flight Saturday night. Um, last year, they did the um, OHB Speed Cup. Justin Pucci came down from from uh, the oh, Midwest wow. and did the Speed Cup there. Nice. So, I th- think he's Northwest. Yeah. They, they, they live out in Washington. They're State. Washington. Yeah, oh, yes. That's where it is. Yep. So definitely check it out. I unfortunately won't be there. Thank God I didn't post and thank God I didn't register because I would have felt <laughs> worse than I am now. Yeah. Um, but guys, check it out. It's it's a blast. Yeah, I don't think it's in the cards for me this year, Urcha or OHB, but uh, next year I think either one of those I'm going to try to do. And I, I kind of like the idea of going to Orlando during the wintertime, during December, you know, when it starts to get kind of starts to get cold and, you know, crappy out here. You know, in the Northeast to be 
down the southeast, kind of, you know, hanging out in the nice sun. Did any of you guys watch the videos from uh, the Global 3D Cup or um, XFC 2016 at all? The two, uh, XFC was, I think, last month, and then mm-hmm. Sunday they just wrapped up uh, 3D yeah. Global Cup, and uh, Mr. Jamie Robertson took first place. Yep. Killer, killer flight. His uh, victory flight, he goes out there, smacks the shit out of his Align 700, mm-hmm. nails the tail blades, still continues to fly, shreds the tail blades, and lands with no tail control and puts it right down in the middle of the field without crashing. Nice. Wow. So those videos are out there. Um, one of the memorable ones from XFC I watched last night was Mitch Morosas. He's a um, Gowie team pilot. He's out there flying the Gowie X7 with a new three-bladed head, and he's coming in for a high-speed pass and starts TikToking. I don't know what happens, but something goes in the head, and the thing eats itself up, and there's nothing left but the airframe and canopy. The thing just wow, annihilates really? itself. Oh, you got to link that. I got to check that out. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you guys tonight and then just throw them in the, in the show notes on Friday. Nice. Yeah, Nick should like that. He wanted to see a helicopter go <laughs> yeah. a couple feet in. <laughs> Bastard. would be nice. That was funny, dude. Yeah. Everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> of course, the, the plane guy is like, yeah, I'm waiting to see a heli go in. It's always nice uh, to see a crash. You don't watch NASCAR for the circle. It's true. <laughs> uh, man. Uh, talk about three-bladed helis, though. I mean, and a line. I've been watching a lot of, like, I follow Alan Zabo on uh, Junior on Instagram and Facebook, and he's still such an awesome pilot. I mean, I don't know if he competes anymore or anything like that. I know he's still a team pilot for a line, but um, no, I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't compete, and he's been probably one of the. With him, Jason Krause left, and his brother left, but he's mm-hmm. been he's been a long one of the longest running team pilots. He right. he st- when a line first started, mm-hmm. he came he came with a line like a year on. He left a uh, Thunder Tiger. Right. He was, he was flying the um, the V Blades, and he was flying the Thunder Tiger, the Raptor ninety. Right. When he, when he left them, he started with a line. And he's been with them for easily over it's gotta be over 10 years and yeah. uh he got on the competition scene i think three or four seasons ago mm-hmm. but he still does all the testing anything all yeah related. testing a I, lot of demos I, fo- I follow him too mm-hmm. and uh he, he's work he's always over at the factory doing demos and stuff like that yeah and he's so smooth like he is such a good pilot still to this day like it's yeah i mean to me watching any of his older videos watching now he hasn't skipped a heartbeat at all like he's just uh no, he's still he's still a young guy. He's still in his thirties, yeah. but in the hobby, he's kind of the old originators. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and any any pilot I've ever interviewed for RC Heli Pilot Magazine, I always say, "Hey, who do you look to, up to in the hobby?" And his mm-hmm. name was always number one. So we've yeah. I've talked back and forth with PMs on him for the past couple of months. I've, I've got to get him in an upcoming issue of RC Heli Pilot. We talked about it because yeah. um, I think his story would be great if everybody's comparing their following and leading up to the hobby because of him. I've got to get him in the, in the magazine. But yeah, yeah he's, he is—he is not—he's still going strong in the hobby, man. As long as the line's yeah. around, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, awesome. Is that all for the news? Anyone got anything else? That's all I had. That's more than I had. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, what's next for you in the hobby? Let's start. With- what's next for you, Steve? Okay, I'll start with Chris. But okay, we can start with me. Um, Got to get ready for Flight Fest. That's where I'm gonna have to start. Um, Really pushing hard. I put in um, I put an order for lengths so for parts because I know, you know, in the three days, like I'm just gonna be flying helis ninety percent of the time. So I'm just you know I don't want to 
like not have my oxy flying. Um, you know, helicopter scene at Flight Fest is very small. So I'd like to bring more awareness to the, you know, to the helicopter aspect of our hobby. And, you know, I definitely want to like you know, see people, some people run. Yeah, no. If people want to buddy box, I want to be able to use Kevin's helicopter and buddy box with them. And, and then also have the parts to fix it when, you know, and inevitably goes in. So, <laughs> you know, you know, we're going to have to let Joe fly your helicopter, right? Yeah. Okay. The sport, I guess, right? Yeah, do the sport. I think that's perfect for it. And and basically, I'm gonna have a full crash kit. Like from from what I ordered, as far as parts, you know, blade booms, tail boom, like everything. I just I kind of. Oh, and I think I found some feathering shafts. I still call them feathering shafts. Do they even call that anymore? Spindle shafts now. Spindle shafts. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I mean, I I got I got spindles, main gear, main shafts, like landing gears. I, I basically have enough to pretty much rebuild the whole heli from top to bottom. So yeah, I have I have two landing gears that I haven't used yet. Yeah, so between your parts and what I ordered, you know, we we pretty much we got it covered. So you know, Nick, definitely, you're gonna be flying some helis. You're gonna buddy box some more. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, and then definitely Joel, and yeah, you know, I'll I'll send it to. I mean, talking to you, Kevin, you can extend it to whoever you want since it's your heli. If I had an extra V controller, I would definitely use mine, but um, I don't have another eight hundred bucks I could drop for one of those. So, uh, teach me how to land. I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll have to take off and land. Take yeah. off, get about two feet in the, ground, uh, in the air, give a little positive pump, and then throttle hold and. Let it smoothly come down. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what I need to know now. Yeah. That and, and just, you know, you got, I mean, once the helicopter starts, like, nosing, coming back at you. Yeah. Depending on, on your, how you handle panic situations, sometimes it's like, oh, crap, <laughs> oh, crap, oh, crap. And you hit back too far or you go forward and, you know, then you freak out even more and you hit negative, you mm-hmm. know, collective and slam it down. So, yeah, I mean... Definitely, we're gonna we're gonna get you some airtime and get you more comfortable. And I want to see you, you know, maybe at the end of the event doing some some figure eights and and stuff. Oh God! And, you know, and maybe maybe a fly fest. I'll sell you one of my oxys. We'll see. Oh, let's <laughs> hope I have enough money for that. <laughs> uh, you can PayPal me installments. I don't care. You know, I know you're good for it. <laughs> yeah, we might be able to work something out. Um, for for other news though, real fast, uh, uh-huh. I just realized you guys are gonna have a decent time with the runway. It's gonna be a textile runway. Yes, I saw. Oh, is it? it? The yes. pictures. Yeah, they were flattening out the the land there, and they're gonna doing the same geotextile runway that we have and Chris has. Even in the heli area. Yeah. From what I understand, it's going to be the pretty much the whole thing. Yeah. Really? Yeah, from end to end, uh, whatever two-mile runway it is or whatever <laughs> flight line half, it is. Half mile. Is it half mile? It seems like two miles, dude. <laughs> I think it's forever. When, when you're walking it, yeah. Yeah. When you're walking and, on that flight line, it's forever. I mean, oh, that'll be awesome, man. Yeah. Remind me again why I'm volunteering for the second year. <laughs> <laughs> because they're such a great guy. Yeah. No, but I definitely got quite a bit of walking in last year, so. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. So yeah, um, get ready for Flight Fest. Fix a couple of planes. I got my parts on order. I have everything. I took all my parts and put it in an inventory, so I know what's ordered, how, what I needed. You know how many parts of 
each item of each part I have and everything just to organize my parts bin. Uh, what else? Gotta yeah, I gotta get a couple planes fixed. I'm bringing pretty much most of my flying planes, like the planes that are flying, kunai, um, bushwhacker, mini guinea, uh, vigan. I'm bringing my P47, um, FMS P47, fast. What is it? Razorback. Yeah, Razorback. Um, and then my two Hobby King EFX Racer and the uh, uh, Hyperbipe, the biplanes, you know, 3D planes. So that and all my helicopters um, is going to be basically what I'll be bringing to fly first and working on those, making sure all of those are good to go. Um, this week, I'm going to be concentrating a lot on my f- charger case again. I have the... I have access to the 3D, I mean, not the 3D, the uh, laser cutter at work. We got that set up uh, a week ago, so that's up and running. I have my logos that I want to etch. Fire the laser! <laughs> I have the logos that I want to <laughs> uh, etch into the, the top cover. And then um, I just have to basically get, you know, because the case, the rigid cases we use are such an odd shape. Um, I'm going to basically measure out my existing top case that I have with my old charger and kind of put that in Illustrator. Once I get into Illustrator, I could cut out the rest. I know what, you know, weight I got to do the lines to make it a cut or an etch. But uh, I should be able to get that going. And hopefully by Friday night, I should, you know, by the time this podcast is released or that day, I'll be able to uh, have a, a first production run of, of my top cover for, for the, you know, with my iCharger 4010 Duo. So hopefully that looks good. Damn, dude. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, but this is this is stuff. I mean, I'm definitely going to talk about the flight test, the flight fest stuff next week too. In next week's episode, give a little hint on that, what that's going to be about. But yeah, Kevin, what's up with you? Yeah, man, I'm going to be still continuing on this ginormous adventure I'm taking. <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you guys think? When should I start telling people what the hell it is? Ever or just show up I, with it? I think you should show I up with it. Tease next episode. Yeah, we should tease next episode because, you know, that's going to be more specific for the event, for Fly Fest. So, yeah. Tease with a picture. I, I would I would take off the top or bottom wing, put it next to you, and do a teaser pick of just the wing. <laughs> and that enough is going to get people just dying to know what the hell it is. <laughs> okay. Well, what? You guys will be recording the episode, like, right before you leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll so, have to do it on Monday. We're gonna do it on Monday and and hope to release it. I think Thursday or when? Yeah, Thursday morning. I think we're gonna we're gonna do an early release instead of doing a Friday release. We'll do a Thursday release. Um, as long as Kevin could get it to me Wednesday night, I'll pre-post it and schedule it to post uh, Thursday morning. So that way, because uh, yeah, oh sure, put it all in my lap. Mm-hmm. You guys are a week or two out from Flight Fest. A week. It's next week. Yeah, Thursday. It's the official starts Thursday. Oh, the unofficial Kevin, starts. Kevin, Thursday. you're getting no sleep, buddy. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, it's, I don't it's, get any sleep, anyways. I need one of those my pillow things or something. <laughs> right next to your workbench. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, uh, Chris. Yeah. So this is probably the most stable fleet I've had in a while. I've got my. My goal this year was no more than four helicopters at one time, so I've got my three logos flying amazing. I've got my Trek Veloxy 3 for the front yard basher, and then I picked up the Veloxity as my plane on my downtime. Uh-huh. So we're coming up. You guys, the, the HeliFest was kind of the first initial 
inaugural start for me for my fun fly season. So next month and the month after that, I think I've got four or five shows I'm doing. They're, they're all airplane events, but I do all the noontime demos of the helicopters. Nice. So really it's just polish up my flying, get to where I want to be to put on a nice, safe, and successful demo. And then uh, leading up to our event, our, our open house, so not my heli show, but a week before our heli event is our big open house or two-day airplane event. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I've talked about in past episodes, my grandfather is 92 years old, and really I've got to get my ass going on this, this quarter-scale cub. Yeah, the only thing I really I have left, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got the aileron servos to put in it, and I've got to get the engine running. I don't know what I'm doing with the gas engine. I don't know how to get it running, so I'm kind of – Kind of reaching out to one of our local club members who's a big gas guy. So I'm going to put that, get the engine running side of it on him. Okay. And once once the thing actually runs, I mean, I literally just have to put the aileron servos in it, get everything trimmed out, and just get the balls to go fly. So other than, like I said, my, my fleet stable. So all I have to do now is charge and fly on my downtime. But mm-hmm. I've, I've got to focus on this airplane because my grandfather's not getting any younger. And I've, yeah. I've got to get that plane flying so he can see it because that's going to be a part of, part of history. Does that thing have flaps on it? Nope. Just ail- it's got dual ail- it's got aileron in each wing and a servo for each, but no flaps. Just uh, the two ailerons, elevator, rudder, and then throttle. Well, from my single experience flying a Cub, Balsa Cub like that, dude, that thing, mine flew very quick, and I could have used some ailerons to flaps. land in where I was. Um, flaps, yeah, thanks. To land in where I was landing, when I was landing at Green Pond, mm-hmm. to slow it down a little bit. I mean, it's- I was... Wasn't she's, the most experienced pilot either at that point, but if you got a big area, you should be fine. Yeah, she's a floater. My buddy made his. I showed you guys a yeah. video like two months ago. Yeah, the white I, one, right? Yeah, it's going to be a floater. And we've talked about it before. My goal is literally put a couple of test flights on it, fly it for my grandfather. Say I flew it, he saw me fly it, and for me, if I don't ever put more than five flights on it, it's going back up in the loft. It's not something for me to fly. If if he wasn't pushing me to fly it at his age to see it mm-hmm. fly. I would never fly it. It's more for me. It's sentimental value that I actually have it because I grew right. up watching that plane fly. So I think after the after the event, and once he sees it fly, I bought one gallon of gas for it. So I'm not really. I think I'm maybe four hundred dollars out with electronics and stuff in it. So once he sees it fly, I'm just gonna polish it up and stick it up in the loft. Because two months ago, we talked about my dad came back from Syracuse because they, they've been helping clean out their house and stuff. Okay. Um, my dad brought back. Uh, probably a 40 50 size uh piper cub and okay. that one's really nice got like a little sado 60 on it so for nice. that that's gonna be my little banger for all next season to fly around but the quarter scale man i just want to see it fly i want to see his reaction of it because he he keeps pushing every time i see him i saw him two weeks ago mm-hmm. he's like hey you've been working on a cub and working on the cub i'm like i'm like no nah, pop i'm really busy so he doesn't even know what he's out to see fly so right. it's, it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be uh very it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting exciting emotional (laughs) emotionally it's it's that's my childhood that's my family so it's gonna be an emotional experience for me but uh i'm excited to cross that bridge when time comes you're gonna need like three cameras one on the plane and one on each of your faces oh my god (laughs) yeah that way we can see him like get teary-eyed and all sentimental and you just being like oh crap oh crap oh crap <laughs> i'll be crying it while i'm flying yeah, yeah. yeah. i can't <laughs> see the plane guys someone help me land oh no there's no problem seeing that plane that, that thing is humongous well, if his <laughs> eyes are all watered up he might oh that's true <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's huge nick i gotta i gotta send you pictures if you haven't seen it. i could almost put my my son in it it's it's huge yeah. <laughs> 
I think I, I think you sent me one photo of it, and it is a yeah. nice size. Oh, yeah. It's got like a, t- a ten foot wingspan on it. Yeah, that thing needs to be like hung up and displayed. Yeah. That I need is a bigger a very house. Beautiful, yeah, that is a very beautiful <laughs> plane. Nice. So we're clo- we're close, boys. That's that's my flying aside. That is my one project I need to focus on next month or two. Awesome. So that's Good it, luck. Nick. What you got coming, buddy? Uh just like the other two, I'm getting ready for Flight Fest. Um, I will probably be yeah, probably be leaving Tuesday morning um, to get down there a little early, help out with the volunteering. Um, I've got more work on some electronics to get a couple more of my smaller FT planes up and running. As I said earlier, the Monster Spitfire is pretty much a done deal. It's not going to make it. Um It'll probably end up going with me. What uh, I know I want to take the old fuselage um, from the first one and at least see if I can get David Vindelstil's signature on it. I haven't had much flying, so I need to get out and try to fly at least once before I leave. But that might not happen. They're going to be hounding him yeah. for <laughs> signatures. It's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I kind of, I, you know, I almost feel bad like you know he's so popular with the flight test community that um, i mean same thing with all the flight test guys right like especially josh and alex and it's just like they're you know and peter they're just all like constantly it seems like people are like coming up to them talking to them which is cool but you know it's like if david wants to fly i don't know if he's gonna get that much flight time man it's just it's it's gonna be you know a lot of people just always constantly coming up to them like you know i feel like they're gonna need like Alone time after the event, you know, just kind of like get their mind back. It's like crazy. They gotta, they gotta understand that that's gonna happen, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going into oh, it for sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I remember the first year going up there, and it was it wasn't even uh, the start date. It was the day before, and we happened to catch a group of people talking at the build tent with <laughs> Bixler, and me and Josh ended up sitting there talking with Bixler for like another two hours and for some reason we were like dominating the conversation every now and again someone would come up ask him a question but it was like everyone was just listening to us and what we had to say and uh, realized it was like getting way late and he's like oh crap i need to get some sleep (laughs) i haven't eaten today so it was like yeah he needed to take time to take care of himself right cool all right should be an adventure yeah and then I'll come back and probably go back into hibernation where I won't fly much. And I'll just be like, yeah, I need to work on that. And I need to work on that. And never will. <laughs> uh, you're going to go and you're going to somehow get a helicopter and you're going to fly every single weekend. <laughs> Maybe. That's my prediction, at least. Um, Maybe. You know. I, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm repairing an FD Spitfire, a small one, mm-hmm. uh, that I haven't flown since the event last year. I get into like a little bit of a hibernation where I get lazy and I just, I don't know. I have one plane that flies and it's like, all right, I'll fly that instead of fixing some of the stuff up that I need to fix. Yeah. Does anyone got anything else or should we wrap it up? Wrap it up. up. (laughs) All right, Kevin, let's go start the wrap up. All right, man. I was looking on Podbean and I did not see anything (laughs) new except... I saw a bunch of downloads in the now I'm I'm cyber stalking people 
in the Montana, Washington, and Oregon area. And I was like, maybe that's our buddies with the, the other podcast that I love to listen to, the RCHN guys. You never know. There's not a lot of people in Montana, so I'm figuring maybe it's it's Dan Dan Reed. Who knows? That would be awesome. I mean, I look up to those guys as far as podcast hosts and, you know. Absolutely. There's, they're a professional. Their quality of the podcast is is yeah. amazing. They're funny and, as uh, shit. They're, they have so much knowledge in the helicopter industry. It's crazy. It's, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. I looked in because uh, we had like one or two like the last time I looked. Right. Mm-hmm. Downloads in Montana and, and now it's up to now it's in the the thirties or forties. So Oh nice. That was pretty cool. And same with uh, you know, Washington, Oregon is more than that. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. Someone's uh hopefully they're backlogging their episodes. Awesome. Yeah. Uh no new countries? Nah. I saw France, I saw Israel. I see London, I see France. No. <laughs> it's I just stuff like that. I don't know whether I've mentioned them before. I'm i I'm the worst. Unlike our podcast, which is the worst, and I'm the worst on it, I never logged any of that stuff. <laughs> I'm figuring my memory's going to work good, but then it doesn't. Oh, uh, yeah, my memory is terrible. With, uh, I mean, like I I know what we talk about generally on on our show, and you know I could recap it, but there's like moments where like Fred would be like, "Oh, you you said something about this on the show," and I'm like. Did I? <laughs> like, like you're going to have to help me get my memory back for it. And he's like, oh, we were talking about this or this. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Or he'll just send you a sentence, and it's like, what are you talking yes, about, Fred? Yes, today he sent me <laughs> and it's, and so I'm like, huh? It's like, oh, wait, he's listening to the podcast. I got to think like a week ago yeah, to figure out what he's talking right. about. <laughs> um, so, dude, Facebook likes, I'm looking at this list Yeah. Of- new facebook likes and i think there's only a few of them you're actually going to be able to pronounce oh i am going to butcher this so so this ought to be awesome dude <laughs> yeah this is going to be awesome um <laughs> apologies in advance to any of our listeners that i you know that i'm going to butcher your name i gotta start playing like the theme from benny hill when you're doing names or something like that <laughs> Yeah, totally. edit that in <laughs> wonder if that's copyrighted <laughs> Probably. It might be, uh, what is it called? Like open now? Yeah, it's been so old. Maybe. We're non for profit. I mean, yeah. The hell? Well, what? Happy you birthday just me? finally went to public. Really? Yeah. That was owned by, what was it, like Disney or something? Had it, had the. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So as far as Facebook lights, we had about 30 more likes. And this is, this is kind of going a little bit more than a week so i can't say it's been 30 in the last week i'd say maybe in the last two weeks so here we go here's go here we go with the name so we have oliver messiner Nabaz, norman audit ashobara chowdhury <laughs> no no that's not that's not right i don't know um, Manuel Eduardo Bojaca Garcia. <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> one guy. That's one guy. Um, Leonard Booth, Zion Haron, Russ Winder, Brian Wang, um, Gio, oh, wow. Gio Jose. <laughs> How do I say that? I don't know, dude. Georgios Sopasis. I'm Orgos? so. 
Orgos? Orgos? I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, Javier Antolin Montoya. Oh, this one's going to be hard. Um, Aphilis? Aphilis? Aphilisit? Tungi? Tundi? Oh, I'm sorry. Nick McCoy. Carlos Matias. Um, Bakhat. Ah, oh, shoot. Bakhtier, what the hell Bakhtier? kind of name is that? That's someone's name. Oh, that's wow. like, yeah, but that's like Leonard Leonard. It's like the well, same name. That's, I mean, this is this is Facebook. I mean, not everyone uses actual. All right. They're, you know, maybe that's just his first name twice or last name twice. Who knows? Um, Brian Curry. Anders. Oh, boy. That middle name's going to. Da, Dasgard Hansen. Okay. Eddie R. Paulino. Arunas Arunas. <laughs> See, there's another one. Tom Parker. It's like Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. <laughs> yeah. For for those old older generation that would actually know that reference. Go ahead, sorry. All right. <laughs> um Eva no. Ivan Ahmed Ameda. Ameda. Fred Thompson. I feel, I feel like he liked this before. I feel Maybe like it's more than one Fred Thompson. I know we said Fred Thompson. Does this the same one? Maybe Because I said it was the Fred Thompson. The Fred Thompson. Maybe um, he unliked and reliked. Yeah, maybe. All right, so this is an interesting one. Heli Axe. See, that's not someone's real name. Unless it's... Neither is the next one. Maybe. Uh, Death Pilot. Death Pilot sounds familiar. I think it's one of the South Jersey folks. Okay. But anyways, uh, Mitchell Wisniewski. MKS Servo. Yay. Nice. MKS. And then we have Darren Little. Now, I do want to mention about Darren because he did message us this, this morning. This morning, yeah. And I'm going to kind of see if I could bring up his message because, you know, it's definitely some kind words to us. And so, so Darren messaged us. He said, Hey guys, or hi guys, great show, listening from the UK and specifically loving the show on April 1st, 2016, talking about Nitro Engines. I'm guessing this is the one with uh, Mike, right? The first episode for Nitro Engines? Yeah, yep. He said, I'm getting into planes for the first time after flying helicopters, so the information is highly welcome. Once again, great show, and keep up the good work. So, Oh, nice. Thanks, dude. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. So who wants to say that in a British accent? I wonder if he's from North England or South Southern England, or if he's like from. Uh, see, I have five family from England, so I'm trying to think. My my aunt was from um, Yorkshire, and I know that um, I had a buddy of mine who was from Ireland, and he used to always bust me my chops because he he would talk in an English accent, and it was always like the the chimney sweeper. <laughs> he would always go, "Was you doing in my manor, eh?" And I was like, "What?" And he'd be like, <laughs> and he would just uh, he was always busting my chops. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'd like to say though, dude. Speaking of UK, this just popped in my head. You ever hear Monty Python? There's one guy on Monty Python that sounds it's so bad to say, but he sounds exactly like my mother when he's doing a woman, a female British accent. Oh, really? <laughs> so it cracks me up every time I hear that. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. <laughs> the one where they're talking about the bells. I wish those bloody bells would stop. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. quite nice, dear. It's yeah. Sunday. It's the church. <laughs> that guy. He sounds exactly like my mother. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> all right. You can tell I've listened to that a few times. They don't make, uh, you know, movies like that anymore. Anyways, let's uh, see. Podbeam shout outs. Yeah, doing? I don't know if we mentioned this guy. YouTube Access 7 started following us. But uh, we definitely did mention this guy, Craig Hawkins, started to follow us. So thanks, guys. Nice, thanks. For following us on Podbean. All right, iTunes reviews. Uh, drop us an iTunes review and we'll read it on our next episode. Um, I don't think we have any. No, I looked. I didn't see any. Okay, cool. So email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Um, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Don't forget to check out our website, freefallrcpodcast.com. Chris is always adding new stuff up there. He has tons of photos from our HeliFest contributed by our very own Jeff Para. Check us out on the flight test forums. We're on the off the field section, audio and video production, other than flight test podcast. And then you'll see us, Free for RC Podcast, next to the FT Community Cast guys. Chris, how can we get in... Uh, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Easiest way to do it is go to my website, www.3dandscalerchelicopters.com. You'll see all my reviews, my videos, my pictures on there, uh, upcoming events that I'm going to be doing. The Contact Us page has a link to my YouTube channel, Instagram page, my Heli page. That's the easiest thing to do. Just go to the website. And then our website, like Steve mentioned, I added a bunch of pictures from uh, the Heli Fest. I added a bunch of videos, and I've got some more to put up there. So definitely check that out as well. Awesome. All right, uh, enough of this silliness here. Listen, you know, uh, when I'm out on the street, you know, uh, people always come up to me and they say, hey, Arnold, yeah, get to the chopper. Yeah, you know, like I haven't heard that like a million times. So listen, you know, if you want to see all the helicopters, you can go to this uh, little thing up in uh, Rochester, New York. It's uh, the Rochester Aero Modeling Society or RAMS. Yeah, you know, if you if you change those letters around, it spells Mars. And uh, I was going to tell you something about that, but uh, I can't recall. <laughs> yeah, you get it, right? Yeah, shut up, you idiot. Listen to me. It's three-day helicopter event, and uh, it's the largest in uh, the Northeast in September around Labor Day. You know, labor yourself up there and go check out some of these pilots, you know. It's the home uh, field of, you know, Mr. Chris Rybert and uh, the other guy, you know, that uh, the Kyle guy, you know, the guy that flies uh, pretty good. Yeah, you know, and it's grown, you know, over the last uh, couple of years. They've had, like, over a hundred helicopter pilots and, uh, like, a thousand spectators you know but it's not the t-1000 so you know you don't have to worry about it reacquiring you there so you know it's labor day weekend it's september it's friday saturday and sunday what did you think it was going to be on a tuesday so just go up there you know and if you miss this one i'm going to show up at your flying field and i'm going to poke your eyes out with my stogie you idiot and then nick how can uh i can folks get in touch with you uh, well, I'm definitely on the forums quite a bit, uh, watching over any of our threads. Um, awesome. Uh, our Freefall RC website has uh, my links to my Facebook, my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Anything you need to get a hold of for me, shoot me an email, whatever for that. Yeah, definitely. And you know, if you message us on on Facebook um, Messenger on our site, you know, 
on our page. Oh, yeah. You know, Chris, I mean, Nick will definitely, you know, be uh, responding lurking. back on that too and lurking. Yep. Oops, so, all right. Well, I just wanted to say, since you guys are both on, it was a pleasure having you on. It was great to finally meet you in person, Chris. And yes. Thanks for coming out to the Heli Fest, Nick. And you guys do a great job with Chris with the website and Nick with the forums and, and all the stuff. Thanks. Thanks so much. You guys do a great job. Yes. Oh, yeah, thanks for the opportunity. No, for sure. It's... We are a good team. I was going to say, I'm glad we're a good team and mm-hmm. put it all together. Yep. Hey, guys, if you're planning on heading out to Flight Fest this year, come check out Kevin Matusek and Todd Optional. They'll be bringing their homemade DIY CNC machine. Ooh. Nice. If you ask nicely, I'm sure they'll cut you something and that you can build and fly at the event. Well, what if you don't ask nicely? Well, then you're considered a douchebag in my book. So you could get stepping. <laughs> I get what? You could get stepping, like take a walk, take a hike. Jack. <laughs> okay, and I'll walk back to 1992. <laughs> Step off, boy. Fly Fest is July 14th through the 17th. Yes, can't wait, man. Yeah, man, I can't wait. So I was talking to Kevin, and he did mention that I think he spoke to Alex or Austin, and they might have the CNC machine uh, set up in the build tent or one of the build tents. Oh, nice. Be awesome, yeah. That'll be cool. That'll be great. I can't wait. If I don't finish my thing, they might have to clear a spot for me. <laughs> I think you're going to need the whole built-in. <laughs> if you are heading to Flight Fest, definitely come by and see us. Kevin and I will be there. We're going to have our free 4RC podcast banner up. So, you know, you'll definitely see us somewhere in the RV uh, area. All right. So from all of us at free 4RC uh, podcast, we want to just let you know, free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. Goodbye and have clear skies. Clear skies, dude. I used to say that all the time. Clear skies? Is that, you know where I got is that, that from? an old radio term or something? No, I got that from uh, a Vietnam guy that I didn't know. I didn't know him, but he's not.